I'm Katie J. And I'm Katie H. Welcome to the Katie's. Yes, welcome. Another another day, another episode. We're happy to be in the studio today. And thank you for listening. Once again, we love you guys. We mean it. We say it every time, but we do. We're so grateful for each one of you. So today we have one of our favorite kinds of episodes. We have another one of our roundtable discussions. Woo-hoo. And Katie, <laughs> would you like to introduce our guests today? I would love to introduce our guests. <laughs> so today we have Courtney Matranga. Hey. And <laughs> Lindsay Flincher Hello. here in the studio with us. And they are amazing women of God. They are the wives to my home group pastors <laughs> <laughs> and all around just uh, really, truly amazing women that I know both Katie and I have a lot of respect for. And so we are excited to have them here. Thank you. Um, so yeah. So if you guys want to take a second to introduce yourselves, I don't know, do either of you want to go first? I'll go first. All right. So I did not grow up in a Christian home. Um, I'm not going to go too deep into my testimony. You can listen to the Sent 315 podcast. Yeah, we'll if you'd link like that. To hear yeah, that. We will yeah. link it. It's worth listening to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I ended up making lots of bad decisions in my life. Came to the Lord at 21. Had my first child at 19. And then here we are on child five. So a lot of kids. Yeah. I basically <laughs> went from being a child to being a mom. Yeah. My baby was the first baby I ever held. Oh my wow. gosh. Yeah. So um, That's overwhelming. That's oh my gosh. Yeah. But ever since I gave my life to the Lord, he's just led me and directed me and my life's amazing now. Wow. Amazing. Courtney, what about you? Um, I was raised in a Christian home. Um, went to the same church until I was about 16 and got my license and kind of wanted to really... I don't know, flesh out my faith for myself. And so I started going to different churches. We, Our church at the time didn't have a very strong youth program. So I ended up checking out a couple different churches and someone had invited me to Foothills, um, who I knew from school. It was like my only Christian, like stronger Christian friend growing up. And so he <laughs> had invited me to... Um, a Tuesday night group and I went and he was not there that night and I freaked out oh, because no. I am still to this day an introvert mm-hmm. um, who's grown a lot. But that, I mean, my heart that was racing. I was like, what do I Any do? I can't that's go just... in. <laughs> yeah. Boys, honestly, only a boy would yeah. do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, oh, come with me. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh so my gosh. I ended up going, like sitting in my car, like on the verge of tears, feeling like, Lord, what am I doing here? Like, I need to be plugged in. I need community, but I'm just not like finding it. And so I sat there for a while and then felt him just say, you got to just go in. And so I went in and I stood by the bulletin board and pretended to be (laughs) reading something for a while. And then my brother-in-law, I think actually came over now Mm brother-in-law. And he introduced me to like two of my best friends who were related to Heather Hoffman (laughs) somehow or something. And I ended up going to our small group and the rest is history. I became a small group leader um, after that and then ended up marrying a pastor. Crazy. Um, now you can never four leave. kids yeah. and homeschool <laughs> and it's great. 
Wow. Awesome. So you guys know, if you've been listening, that this these we try to bring people in who are in similar seasons of life to kind of be representative of that. And so as you can tell, there's a lot of there's a lot of babies represented in this room. <laughs> yes. And that's not their entire identity, but these <laughs> ladies have a lot of kids. They're both in a very similar season. Their kids are similar ages. Uh so they are somewhere neither Katie or I are at, and we wanted to hear from them. So mm-hmm. the first question, we're going to go through the same questions we've gone through with everybody else, uh, which has been so cool to see just the differences and different yeah. approaches on all of this. But the first one we had for you guys is what does your devotional life look like right now? So what resources are you using? What are you reading? What's your routine? I'm excited to hear this from both of you. <laughs> <laughs> with so many children. Yes. Between mm-hmm. the two of us. I know. I like taking notes. I want to know. <laughs> Um, so something that I have always tried to do is like read through the Bible (laughs) and I always have great intentions, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, in January and there's just so much reading and like, I have always consistently felt like I'll fall behind and give up and be a failure (laughs) and then just give up, you know, and, and I'll do devotions in different ways, but never as like consistently as I wanted until a couple years ago when I started just setting out a goal to read one book of the Bible a month. And that really changed a lot for me because it was, yeah, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it was much more realistic. Um, I mean, some books are longer and so you got to break those up a little bit, but most of the Old Testament books of the Bible are around 30-ish chapters. And so it's manageable to really go deep and study those those books of the Bible too, because sometimes I would read multiple chapters a day because I'm just engrossed in the story of God's word and then um, be able to take the rest of the month, not feeling pressure like I need to move on, but read commentaries and go deeper. I yeah. love like more inductive studies with kids. That's just been depressingly impossible. <laughs> you know? We have talked about this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I enjoy that when I have free time quote, unquote. (laughs) Um, I love to do that, but it's just not as realistic these days. Um, So that's just made it so I can do a little bit of both there and not feel pressure. And I'm really digging deep into something. One of the resources that I use that have been great, it's I think it's the Illuminated ESV Bible and Mm -hmm. it like breaks every book of the Bible up separately. So I can just grab that and like bring it with me wherever Mm -hmm. I go. And it's a very good visual for like how much I have left. I don't know. But for some reason that helps me. Yeah. Um, And it reads like a book because it's just laid out really clean and nicely. um, And that also just helps me read through it and and then write in the margins and study it too. So that's been really helpful. For sure. That sounds awesome. Absolutely. That that's nice. I find that I kind of do something similar. So I try and just read a book of the Bible mm-hmm. at a time. And I was like getting to the point where I was like, I can't even box myself into a month. I just need to be able to read it yeah. however long it takes me. And mm-hmm. so um, I'm hoping I can build into yeah. a little bit more of a, a time constraint. I think that would be mm-hmm. helpful for me. But I find that I get super distracted when I'm like looking at my huge Bible in front yeah, of me and I'm like, I, but what if I should be reading another book of the Bible? And I'm <laughs> yeah. like halfway through it's the one. Yeah. You feel like you're not making a dent. Yeah. It's just yeah. like a weird accomplishment thing. Yeah. Like I have to exactly. finish this page. Exactly. Yeah. So I wonder if that would help me out with that yeah. a little bit because it's like it's the only thing in front of me. It worked for me and I don't even quite know why, but it's been great. Another thing that I did want to add is I love to read other books mm-hmm. too. So something that I've committed to is before I read something else or watch something, which is very rare these days, but before I'll dig into the five other books that I'm reading at one time, <laughs> um, I'll try to pick up my Bible first. And yeah. so 
I mean, more often than not these days, I'm not even getting to what I've been reading, like the fiction book or the couple of nonfiction books that I'm reading because I'll just read my Bible and then get stuck there and start going on a rabbit trail of commentaries there and things like that. So I'm reading less these days, but I'm reading more of the Bible and that's really what counts. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. That's a great habit. Absolutely. What about you, Lindsay? Okay. My devotional life. We are both a part of a group me that reads through a book of the Bible a month. Um, that's really held me like accountable and it's just a space where if we have some like special insights during what we're reading, we can, you know, post it on there, but it's no like pressure. You don't have to. Mm-hmm. That's been really helpful for me. I also do Bible time with my kids every day. That's our number one goal every day. If I don't get to school, if I don't get to anything else, we make sure we do Bible time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that also like if I slack on my devotional time, I count that as my Bible time also. So um, a good one that we've done is called Theology by Marty something. Marty something. It's really good. I'll find it yeah. and link it. Yeah, link it, please. Um, but that's really good. Um, and that's just our main priority every day. If everything else goes wrong, I feel content with my day if we've done that. It's like yeah. that seek first the yeah. kingdom, you know, and mm-hmm. all else in your day will be added to to it if we're starting with the word. We do a similar thing with our kids, like we start our school time because we, we both homeschool um, with Bible. But even that seek first, I often can't do my devotions in the morning. I mm-hmm. do them oftentimes after my kids go to bed at night. That mm-hmm. works for me and my personality. Once they hit the bed, I'm like, okay, like I'm off the clock in that sense. Mm-hmm. If I do it in the morning, I feel like I'm yeah. like rushing Same. to like read through before someone wakes up. Like, and I'm not a morning person. Like, that's Same. just, <laughs> I'm just not. Mm-hmm. I process things better at night. I mean, me and my husband are totally opposite that way. (laughs) So that's fun. Um, But for me, the seek first comes in when I'm doing my devotions in. I'm seeking first God's word over the other books or the other things that I want to fill myself with throughout the day. And that's been a similar concept that's worked well for, for our family. Yeah. Awesome. Well, it sounds like you guys have a lot of good resources, so I'll make sure they're all linked below. (laughs) This next question is, what do you value most about your experience in church? I try, well, my family tries to be very involved in church. That's like a very big priority for us. So um, if there's a class, we're going to take it. If there's a book club, we're going to take it. It's lessened (laughs) as we've had more kids. Yeah. But we just try to be really involved in church. Um, Also, relationships are a big one. I'm an introvert, so my natural tendency is to, like, try to avoid social situations. <laughs> Too many social situations. Come a little late, leave a little early. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, I have pushed myself, and so has my husband, out of my comfort zone. Um, and God has really just worked through all the relationships I've made in mm. church. Like, opportunities have come up. Um, refining has happened. So, yeah, I would say community. It's unbeatable. Like the community that you can find in a church, in our church in particular, I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I've dreamed a little bit about moving out of state, you know, <laughs> because who hasn't? California yeah. prices are crazy. <laughs> San Diego prices. Yeah. Um, like you look at what you can afford somewhere else oh and it's gosh. like the very land tempting. And the food. And but the, then yeah. you're alone. Yes. Yeah. Like literally alone, yeah. which also to an introvert doesn't sound terrible. <laughs> <You're> but like, <laughs> when you really think about it, yeah. like the amount of community and support and just um, yeah. wonderful, meaningful fellowship that we have at our church within community, it's, you can't buy that. No. I mean, it's, it's unmatched. We have just pillars in our church who are willing to 
meet with you and pray for you and talk to you and support you and so many people in similar seasons, no matter where you're at in life, there's someone for everyone. And it's, and also in our church in particular, just the fact that it's a biblical believing church, you know, Mm -hmm. and we can go and we know that we're, we're being taught the truth and you can find it in the Bible to back it up. That's huge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Our pastors aren't exactly Mm -hmm. just pulling things out of thin air, which is... Yeah, appreciate we, we appreciate that. They're not afraid to be bold with it too. Yeah, I love exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. I love hearing from two introverts, both of you talking about community and relationships being something that's been so valuable to you. And I, I think that yeah. speaks to a lot of people who probably relate to the personality type and the struggle of like, I have to pull myself up by the mm-hmm. bootstraps to do this. Like yeah. it's not natural for everyone. Um but, but that's it's worth it. It's yeah. worth it. And there that is like a little bit of a challenge to you. And like the impetus is on you. Like we have a great church, but there's a lot of great churches and there's great churches, big and small. And in every single one of those places, it's going to require you to be uncomfortable, to put yourself out a little bit, <laughs> to, yeah, yeah. to find and access those things that are available. And not just because of like programming or your church being a certain size or anything like that, but because that is how the spirit of God works in communities of believers is through relationships and discipleship. And it requires that you ask and that you mm-hmm. put yourself out there and that you make yourself uncomfortable at times. So... Thank you for sharing that. No excuses. Yeah, no excuses. Yep. Well, I mean, ultimately, this is something that God, like, calls us into. It's not Mm -hmm. something that, oh, like, what what can we gain from community? Mm -hmm. Like, what what is there for me? Like, this is something that uh, God has designed for us. And so it really, like, doesn't matter like our predispositions or like what we mm-hmm. prefer or enjoy like the Lord's going to call us into community regardless and mm-hmm. we have the opportunity to accept it and do something difficult you know for you guys talking about like you enjoy that time not in not yeah, in not the bigger people. settings yeah. yeah not with people <laughs> and um you know you could choose to sit in that Mm -hmm. and be disobedient in that area. But you guys are experiencing the fruit of not just powering through that in your own strength, but truly being led by the spirit to partake in community. And I think that that's huge. I mean, the Lord rewards obedience and we're seeing that in both of your guys' lives. You know, you both partake in rich community and are involved in a lot of things. And, (laughs) but it all... I always tell my kids, because I'm involved in a lot with my kids too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you have no idea (laughs) how much I've grown for you. (laughs) (laughs) I would never imagine leading all these kid things. Oh my gosh. Because of just my personality all growing up in... But the Lord has refined and redefined me. And it's been a beautiful thing to watch and see in myself and also to experience my kids like just living differently because of that. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely. Our next question here, kind of tying into that community aspect, but what does your time with your friends (laughs) look like in this season of life? Like a ton of kids running around interrupting every five seconds. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's about it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or we'll get together, like, we'll have the dads watch the kids while we go to mm-hmm. coffee. We did that. Yeah, once. Once. <laughs> <laughs> Took a lot of planning. Yeah. It was nice, though. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> so That's true. so funny. I know. Yeah, so, Serena Wa was on our last one of these with me, and we were both talking about this and just saying, like, 
the transition into that is really abrupt and rough, <laughs> but it's really encouraging to watch moms that are like ahead of us and see the moms that have like stuck it out with each other <laughs> yeah. through those early days of just like, what the heck are we doing? Like, this is not what it used to look like. And watching just flexibility and we just do what we can and we have five minutes here and 30 seconds of conversation here and whatever. But like what we were reflecting on is it's so cool to watch the Lord do so much with so little at times. Like when we just have this offering of like, I can call you on the phone and we can talk for 20 minutes, like while the kids are playing outside. And that doesn't seem like a lot compared to, you know, being in college and going yeah. out after every <laughs> single thing and whatever. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean that the depth of relationship necessarily changes. It's it's really cool to watch God make fruit from something that seems so small. <laughs> and you just have to find different ways to be intentional. Like right. um, a group of us gets together once a month Yeah, at one of our houses. And it's when our kids are asleep and our husbands are home with our sleeping kids, you know, and that yeah. works great for a late night hangout you know yeah yeah um feels like a vacation yeah seriously (laughs) and we all go to go home really tired and probably tired the next day but it's (laughs) it's once a month and we can make that happen and then there's some friends that are more morning people and so they'll invite over before kids wake up to get together and pray or something like that and Mm -hmm. it's it's more more depth more intentional time of of fellowship it's different than just the everyday hangout, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. but it's also deeper and yeah. it, it's, it's good, but it, it does take some planning and some mm-hmm. intentionality for sure. Yeah, for sure. And I value those friendships, I think a lot and it may be even more because yeah. of the planning and intentionality totally. that it takes and it's, it's like worth it. You know, you know that, you know, those friends and the, that community yeah. that's worth it. When, when you're all in, make that, it happen. in that place too, you can recognize that. I mean, like you all yeah. know what it took to get there yes. and, and appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think um, it's funny because even in like the season of life I'm in where I am getting to like hang out with my friends all the time, we all must be nice. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we all hang out before and after home group. We're all like all yeah. Sonic after group and doing all these fun things. And I'm like, okay, bye. Yes. But it's like, it's great and it's fun, but there are times when like work schedules are crazy and me and my friends don't see each other for two months and then all of a sudden we're together and I I can even recognize this concept in my own life and being in a completely different season of that time just has to be richer because it's like okay we all miraculously had the same day off and we are still friends so we do want to know about each other's lives and we just make it more intentional and Uh, and you have more grace for each other yeah, too. If that's absolutely. the other thing is realistic expectations yeah. and grace for where each other's at. And it's a totally. good lesson to learn wherever yeah. you're at. Absolutely. So the next question for you guys is what does ministry look like for you at the moment? And you'd mentioned some stuff with your kids and there, I know there's formal ministry and stuff like that, but what is ministry in your life at the moment? So I'm involved in Everyday Moms. I feel just very called to that. Mm-hmm. Being a mom is hard and like transitioning from not being a mom to being a mom is very, very stretching. So I just feel called to um, minister to new moms in that area. Young adults ministry is a new one. It's hard to do with kids, Mm -hmm. but it's really fun. It's an age where, like, you guys are close enough in age to where we can be friends. Yeah. But we're in a different season of life to where we can, like, speak life to you guys. Yeah, totally. So Mm -hmm. it's good. I like it. 
That's awesome. Yeah. I am like in doing things. <laughs> I don't know. She's always You're doing also things. a pastor's wife. Like it's yeah. a little bit complicated. <laughs> yeah. Where uh, does ministry yeah. end? I don't really know. Yeah. yeah. I just hand it off everyday moms <laughs> and I'm transitioning to help lead a, a leadership young adults group. Um, but that hasn't quite started yet. So in between I'm finishing up a girls curriculum class thing that I've been <laughs> writing and reworking for like, I don't know, almost two years now, but it's almost done. And young adults, I, I try to go. I try to attend home group and yeah. minister where I can, but with, with young kids and toddlers still, it is real hit or miss with sick babies and childcare and all the things. So it's it's crazy, but I have my hands in a few different places right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Has that been difficult? I know, Courtney, that you for a long time have you were saying like you started off I was high school leader and doing all these things was that difficult for you to kind of have a transition into letting things go um I mean my when I first became a mom mm -hmm. one of the first books I read was Mission of Motherhood by Sally Clarkson and it just redefined how I thought about motherhood mm -hmm. just total perspective shift and so I really put a lot into motherhood and just character building and yeah, I mean that's our main ministry. Things. Yeah, right, that's right. what we're doing every so day. So oh, it's yeah. not I I embrace that. I have lots of things that I'd love to do someday, mm -hmm. but this is my season for yeah. for my kids and I am I am all for that. So I'm trying to even rework these ministry things to to do yeah. with my kids. I'm also right. helping organize this homeschool day because I'm really passionate about homeschooling too and and being outside with my kids and learning outside. So I just have shifted towards just being in it with my kids and mm -hmm. and where they're at right now. So I haven't felt like I've had to step out. Right. It's just changed. changed. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. For now. Totally. And plenty of time to do all the things in my oh, lifetime. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, like for sure. <laughs> totally. Lord willing. <laughs> <laughs> this next question is kind of like a really broad one, but I found it to be fruitful conversation. But what is like a world issue that like burdens your heart the most or right issues. now? Yeah, issues, plural. For me, the first thing that came to mind, which kind of encompasses a lot of other things, is just the amount of knowledge that is accessible these days to everyone. Mm -hmm. And yet the lack of wisdom. So you can go look online for any answer. You can go to any doctor and try to find out anything and they can tell you whatever they think, but it's all rooted in, in man-made answers or yeah. worldliness, you know? So we have a lot of people just going to the world to answer their problems instead of going to the word of God and going to God himself. Mm -hmm. um, and so you have just this great amount of knowledge available, this lack of wisdom, and then the result is basically biblical illiteracy mm -hmm, yeah. and this is Christians too. And, and I've been guilty of it too, going to Instagram stories for my information or whatever it is yeah. um, that it's like, no, I need to be rooted in the word of God first. And for that to come, my knowledge to come from the word of God and for that to build wisdom and then that filter everything else. So that's something that I think it's really sneaky and it, it can sound really good. The world and the voices, mm -hmm. um, and the Anything educated can answers. Sound convincing. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just accessible to anyone. Yeah. So, which is terrifying as a parent, too. Yeah. Just like, oh my gosh, mm -hmm. how do you even like <laughs> manage and filter without just like shutting it all out completely? And, 
yeah, building that, building that literacy <laughs> and yeah, exactly. Building that literacy and building mm-hmm. it into just their worldview and their yeah. home and all of it and the rhythms of their life. And it's just, it's a big job. Yeah. I would say both of us are pretty good at filtering that kind of stuff out mm-hmm. and just being intentional about, is this what the Bible says? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're not going to watch that show. We're not mm-hmm. going to do this. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Matrangas don't do it either. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's always helpful. Another benefit <laughs> yeah. community. Yeah. Other mean moms. just like you. Yes. <laughs> That's so great. Uh, <laughs> we do always say other families might do things differently. Yeah. Our oh my family gosh, does this. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I got a lot of that growing up. Yeah. Yes. Well, let me just say as a as a kid who's like the product uh-huh. of that kind of parenting, like oh, yeah. you absolutely see the benefits of it oh, on yeah. the other side. Like that is That's not so something. We talked here. about this with our moms when they yeah. were here. It was just both Aww. of us we were just reflecting on that. Like, yeah. that is the best thing you ever did for me. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's not something I ever want to take for granted. I don't think I do. Like, I truly am so thankful for what my parents, like, didn't allow me to do or yeah. hear or watch. And mm-hmm. um, it feels like I know it feels like stupid small battles <laughs> in the moment because that's how it felt as a kid. I'm like, you really? You're not going to let me have the Hannah Montana poster on my wall. <laughs> and for what? You know what yeah. I mean? But now it's like, no, I, I I understand. Like, I get it. And I'm so appreciative of the way that my parents so intentionally, like, protected my heart in yep. those things. And I'm reaping the benefits now as an adult to, you know, not have my brain convoluted with all of this or, you know, with all these convoluted thoughts and um, trying to figure out who I am and like all of this stuff because first and foremost like I knew who the Lord said I was and I knew the Lord and Hannah Montana came second and (laughs) (laughs) don't need to worship Hannah Montana yeah but I it's all just become more clear (laughs) as time has gone yes makes sense now it's it's explaining a lot no but your your kids will thank you for sure even when it feels hard it's it's worth it absolutely well because that with with love, like with compassion, yeah. with like really knowing that your parents love you. like And like respect you as a person. Yeah. I mean, there's that combination. I don't know anybody that really had that, that has truly like resented it no. as an adult. Like it's, yeah. it's just, it makes sense when you yeah. come to this place. And in fact, my husband and I joke about that all the time. We're like, yeah, in fact, I think I'm going to double down. Like, yeah. 100%, we're yeah. like, that felt so unfair when I was 15. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, Nope. Like, (laughs) double down on that. (laughs) We always go back in our family to that verse. I think Philippians 4, whatever is right, whatever is true, whatever is noble, praiseworthy, excellent. And so if it doesn't, that's like a biblical way to filter through all of these things. Like if it's not those things, then we don't need to be doing it. And this is what God's word says. It applies to everything. Like it really does. So it makes it very easy to just present that question to my kids and be like, is this, and to myself, is, is this... What I'm spending my time on, yeah, is this excellent? Is it worthy? Totally. And if it's not, then it's like, yeah. well, that wasn't hard because the Bible yeah. said not to. Right. So let's just yeah. well, listen. And this is a little tangent too, but I think that's also one of the factors that goes into all this and makes it truly profitable and good for your kids is when you're not just holding them to a standard that you're not held to. When yeah. you're modeling this in front of them and yeah. apologizing and correcting when you're wrong and like fixing all those things and you are actually walking out your own yeah. sanctification mm-hmm. in front of them where they're like, oh, mom's not just saying this because right. she's lame and doesn't get it. Like, yeah. you know, like they actually see the fruit of that in your life. And both of us can see as yeah. adults of parents who were like that, watching our parents and seeing like the fruit in their life is no one can argue. Yeah. Like you just can't argue that God has been faithful to them, like through those decisions and because of them and look at their families and look mm. at them and look at their marriage and the ways that they've made these decisions. Like 
it is all worthwhile and trustworthy and good. So yeah, absolutely. Next question. Uh, if you were talking to someone who was on the fence about committing their life to the Lord, what would you say? I already know your answer. So, and I, <laughs> I, I agree with what you're going to say. So okay. <laughs> when I read this question, I was like the first thing that popped into my mind, maybe I should have prayed about it. I don't know, but it was, well, what do you have to lose? That's what so many people I mean, have said. Yeah. Like, it's so good. yeah. As a, <laughs> my personality type, tends to go worst case scenario. Um, like I'm just running through things in my mind, like what's the worst thing that could happen, you know? And then at the end of most of those things, I get down to the bottom and it's, oh, I die and go to heaven. Yeah. Cool. Not so bad. Um, or my kids <laughs> die and go to heaven and then I see them someday and mm-hmm. they missed out on a lot of pain here. I don't know. But that's my response as a Christian. And so to me, a non-Christian who's on the fence, it's like, what do you have to lose right now? Your your loss is great. Yeah. Um, you either believe in nothingness, like, mm-hmm. and that is scary or that you're just going to go to hell yeah. and that's yeah. even worse, you know? So comparably, what do you have to lose? And if someone's on the fence, then they're going to be that low, low hanging ripe fruit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so just putting it into perspective and given that little nudge, I mean, yeah. ultimately my words aren't going to do that much. It's going to be the Holy Spirit that draws them to himself, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you truly what, do, what have do you have to lose? Eternity to What gain. she said. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good answer. It's yeah. been actually it funny to me how many people have said that I know. exact yeah. thing because that's so totally funny. not what I would have thought of. And no. I'm like, I love it. I love it. <laughs> Next question. What has God or is God showing you personally in this specific season of your life? Big question, I know. For me, he's just shown me just to give myself grace. He freely gives Mm. me grace. And for me to not accept that grace on myself is just, it's sad. Mm -hmm. Um, There's so much going on in our lives right now. Homeschool, business, all sorts Mm -hmm. of stuff. And it's just hard to keep up with all of it. So to just give myself grace in this season that as long as I'm hitting like the main things, like the glass ball analogy, Mm -hmm. you can drop some balls. Like if my kids don't have shoes... (laughs) <laughs> you will see my kids without shoes. It's okay because we read the Bible this morning. You know? yeah. If they don't eat a vegetable, it's okay because we're yeah. going to church. And, we and, I, can, and I can on smile the at that old lady in the grocery store and we can oh, just forget yeah. about it when she looks at me dirty. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I've just learned how to have grace for myself and other moms in this season also. Yeah, That's so good. I think something that he's been showing me over the last couple of years is to instead of standing on the sidelines or looking at other people who have community or, or whatever to really ask the Lord, like who, who does he want me to invite in and who does he have for my family to be, be close to and connected with and, and to reach out to, because it can, especially in a big church with lots of different friendships and relationships Mm -hmm. already established, it can be hard sometimes to feel like, where do I fit in this big space, you know? And then also for me as an introvert, thinking that anyone would want to be invited by me is (laughs) odd, you know? Like I'm not a very exciting person. (laughs) And you're thinking, I don't want to be invited where you're going. (laughs) I mean, we want to be invited, but we're not going to (laughs) go. Let's be real. Yeah. Yeah. So um, just really prayerfully like considering like who does the Lord have for me mm-hmm. and my kids? Who, who which yeah. friends does my kid, does God want my kids to connect with? And how can I support that? And, and what moms and families does he want 
our family to connect with. And as I've been braver and bolder and inviting people in, we've been invited and it's just been a beautiful thing. I saw something on Instagram recently that said, don't covet other others' tables, but pray and ask God who he wants you to invite to your table. Mm-hmm. And so as we've done that, our table has expanded and we've all shared our tables with people. You know, it's yeah. just, it's been really beautiful to watch. And so I would, I would say that's something that he's been growing in me the last two years in this season mm-hmm. because friendships change and kids' ages changes. And sometimes ages don't like your, your best friend, the kids' ages that they have don't yeah. mesh and it just yeah. doesn't work out in some seasons and it, that's okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but God has people for everyone, you know, and so praying into that. Yeah, absolutely. Kids are also a really good um, way to make friends. Like yeah. if I've ever tried to get our kids together for a play date, it's because I want to be friends with you. Like we can make the kids' friendship work somehow. Totally. So it's a good way to make friends. Totally. I remember like playing at the playground with kids and thinking, why am I here playing with you? <laughs> And now looking back, it's like, mm, my the mom was trying yeah. to make some friends. But because I do think about that sometimes, I was like, I'm like an eight-year-old girl and here I am playing on the playground with like a 12-year-old boy. And I'm like, I don't I don't actually want to be here. So I'm really confused. He sure doesn't want to be here. Like, he's like really frustrated oh by me. So I'm actually, gosh. I actually probably really had a great time and thought he was having the moon and the stars in the sky. <laughs> If we're being real about my personality. <laughs> what was actually but. happening. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's but too funny. It's so true. <laughs> it's hilarious. All right. Last question that we have for you guys today is, what do you wish people understood about your season of life? So this is specifically people who don't understand you, who are like, you have how many kids and you do what with homeschooling them? People that don't get where you're at, younger than you, older than you, whatever. What would you hope they could understand? Um, well, I definitely get, I mean, even my family, people at the grocery store, they're like, they're all yours. <laughs> yeah. They all I, look just like you. Yeah, of they obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're just doing kingdom work. So I don't know. I'm not worried about other. Right. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. I like the confidence. <laughs> yeah. So what do you wish people understood about your season of life? I would say I wish people would understand that it's short. And I mean, I have a 10-year-old already and it feels like he was just a baby. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, my window is closing with him fast. Mm-hmm. Crazy. You know? Oh my gosh, like, that's crazy. It's crazy. I just have this view of if my kids want to do things with me and want me to do things with them, then I want to be able to do those things. And to a lot of others, I'm sure it looks like I'm putting my gifts on hold or ministry on hold or my life on hold. And I don't feel like that. I feel like Mm -hmm. this is my season and I'm in it and I love it. And I'm reworking a lot of things to function in my giftings with them. And it's beautiful. And it's just my most favorite thing. And it mm-hmm. makes me sad to think that someday that will change. Yeah. But, um, but and you'll go into a new, it's great. It, fun yeah, season. it will mm-hmm. be different and we'll go with it, you know, yeah. but it's just, they're not a detriment to me. They mm-hmm. are the most refining thing that's ever happened to me and the most challenging, but in a, a growing way. Um, that's so good. So yeah. if you want to, I'm really enjoying it. 
you want to be refined, <laughs> have a bunch of kids really quick. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. It will teach you selflessness and sacrifice and <laughs> all, all the, the fun things. Yeah, all the really patience. Fun yeah. No one likes ugliness, that. and you will come out. Yes, oh, yeah. yes. Anchor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I had someone say to me like, "You can learn all those lessons without having kids. Like God can mm. teach you those lessons." However, but man, if you want to fast track, like oh, yes. the best way to <laughs> mm-hmm. download those as quick as possible. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you guys so much. It's really encouraging to hear from you yeah. and to watch you make your choices and live your lives. And it's always just encouraging to see families that are pursuing godliness and pursuing truth. And I know that everybody that's behind you a few steps can look up and see like that is attainable and imperfect and oh, so imperfect totally possible <laughs> oh you know yeah uh, like if they can do it I can do it you know mm-hmm. so thank you for sharing and being honest with us thanks we really for having us thanks yeah. for choosing thank us you. yeah of Such course <laughs> of course of course and yeah we are just so thankful for you guys uh finding child care for all your uh I know joining our children <laughs> and <laughs> I know, That's seriously. always a feat. <laughs> I know. I was like, they were both able to get childcare for the same hour on the it same day. Me, it took me multiple days. <laughs> yeah. Different babysitters yeah. canceled. Oh, yeah. So hard. They're at the original one. <laughs> I don't know. Well, thank you but to the Fluncher yes. babysitter for making yeah. today. Yeah. Shout, Shout out, out to, to the Brie. babysitters. Shout out actually. to Brie. <laughs> Literally all the, and all the babysitters right now. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, but we are going to close out today's episode by letting you know where you can find us. Mm-hmm. Um, so on Instagram, we're the at the Katie's podcast, and our email is the Katie's podcast at gmail.com. So go ahead and reach out to us if you have any questions or ideas of things you want to hear about. One of my favorite things, side note, yeah. is when people will send us an email like out of pity because we like <laughs> ask because we ask for it every single time. We did get one that was like, because you keep because begging you for won't an email, stop asking. <laughs> It's Here's so your email. Oh funny. Goodness. It's so funny. So I guess we'll just play that up. And we're always desperate for your communication. Yeah, so I'm gonna send you guys. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> please, please do. Well, we it is the Katie's podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, you missed it. So so go ahead. Please send us some mail. <laughs> I'll give you my address if you want. I just want no, to hear from you. No, she's not gonna do that. <laughs> it was a joke. I'm Anyways. not gonna dox myself <laughs> on, on Spotify. Right now. Anywho, we love you guys. Yes. <laughs> we will. We will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening again. Yes. Bye.